With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series, World Series Game 4, Instant Reaction, Rays win 8-7. to seven. I'm not even going to try to begin to explain what happened in that game, but joined by Danny Russell, Ian Malinowski, one of the greatest World Series games I've ever seen in the Rays finish in the win column. The series is tied 2-2, and I, again, I don't even know how to begin to explain it, so I'm going to try to pass it off to Danny and Ian here. Uh, I'm still soaring and flying around like Brett Phillips, who (laughs) just rounded third base and went into left field, arms out, running away from everybody. Kevin Kiermaier sliding across the grass trying to catch him, can't catch him yet. Dog pile on local boy Brett Phillips, who Mm. is regularly rocking the Devil Rays gear. I think that's what gave him that energy. I think that's what gave him that magic to step up, get his first ever postseason hit as the (laughs) final man on this Tampa Bay Rays roster winning the game. This is the first time a Rays team has won two games in a World Series. What a magical moment. What a special baseball game. This was compelling baseball. This is the right aesthetic. This is one of the (laughs) best baseball games, most interesting, wild, quality baseball games I feel like I have ever seen. And the Rays came out on top. And it has been a joy to watch this World Series. Incredible. Mm. Ian, I mean, we live for for moments like this, right? Yeah, I mean, and we've been, this past week, we've been been waiting through, John John Romano wrote, wrote a piece about Oh, the Dodgers, so so good. They have all these stars. We don't we, we don't we don't have any stars. Everyone has been trying to like write this narrative of this 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 no one raised raised team. Um, everyone just shut that narrative up. Like watch some watch some baseball. This was this was the reason that you watch the World Series. It doesn't it doesn't matter who the teams are. There is like there should be no more moralistic. No more. Mm-hmm. No more inferiority complex narratives about the race. Just right. quit. The, but- the Dodgers have stars because the Dodgers have both been to the World Series three years out of four. And they've traded for other players who are also stars. Mm-hmm. So the Dodgers are certainly composed of high profile names. There's no getting around that. But by playing in moments like tonight, by having games like we just saw, you make stars out of Randy Rosarena, who now has the all-time home run record in the postseason. Incredible that that's not what leads to <laughs> Greater like, than Barry Bonds. Gosh, it, this is such a fun and special moment. And you're right, Ian. They, they don't have stars as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. But tonight, stars are being made. And I, I, I'm so excited that this series is tied up at 2-2. Yeah, going like Brett Phillips. A guy that earlier this year, this calendar year, 
was going viral for his laugh that was recorded during a streamed video game tournament. Now he is hitting walk-off hits for the Rays in the World Series. Uh, I mean, incredible. Randy Rosarena, though, in my opinion, the star of the night. Obviously scores the winning run, gets gets on base four times, hits the home run that gives him the record over Barry Bonds. And then in the ninth inning, he kind of gets treated like Barry Bonds. Now, we know he had two strikes in that count, but it was very clear that Kenley Jansen was more than comfortable giving him the free pass, putting him on base, and trying his luck against Brett Phillips. Let's go so. back to the ninth inning real quick. There's so much of this game to recap. and <laughs> We can't get to all of fo- it. Folks, it ain't going to be 20. I don't remember so. all of it. So the ninth inning starts with the pinch hit to Yoshi. And yeah. uh, God bless you, Yoshi. Uh, your strike two is whiffing on a 91 fastball down the middle. And then uh, Kenley Jansen, who's pitching the ninth, dials it up to 94, gets his strikeout. That's the first strike. Kevin Kiermeyer steps in. Kevin Kiermeyer, who had his own mammoth home run tonight. Kevin Kiermeyer shatters his freaking bat and runs to first base like a man possessed. Like he was ready to shiv Max Muncy. I don't know exactly why he was still carrying the end of his baseball bat. Maybe he didn't want to throw it away for fear of injuring somebody else. Um, but if he's learned anything, when you run with scissors, you're supposed to hold the pointy hand. In your <laughs> Kevin Kiermeyer shatters that bat. He gets on base. It, it, it flares out into the outfield. That's great. Joy Wendell steps up and hits a le- uh, to left field, to le- left center, maybe more toward left, uh, what felt like it was going into a triangle. I, I just assume that uh, this Rangers ballpark has seven triangles in the outfield because of the <laughs> yeah. wacky formation. But that ball, I thought, was sailing to the wall. Jock Peterson ranges over, reaches out, and does what the Dodgers seemed to do every single moment up until everything else we're about to talk about. If Mm -hmm. there's a defensive play that the Dodgers could potentially make, they made it. Mm -hmm. Until there were two outs in the ninth inning. (laughs) I mean, astonishing that that Wendell Wendell Flair, or or, sorry, the KK Flair gets on, but the Wendell liner does not. Okay. Randy comes up, and they don't intentionally walk Randy? Right. I mean, we're talking about the Barry Bonds treatment. He deserves it. I mean, he ends up walking anyway. But I could not believe that's just not an intentional walk to get to Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips, who has zero hits in the postseason. Brett Phillips, who was not included in the previous round on the active roster. The last man on the roster here. Literally the last man. Ian, what are, what is going through your mind when they decide to pitch to Randy? I mean, it's totally crazy. Like, like It's like, like serious analyses of intentional walks mostly come out with like intentional walks are bad except when it's when it's uh barry bond followed by a pitcher like you can create this situation barry bond followed by a pitcher representing go-ahead runs in 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 the ninth inning. Like you have to make the specific situation to make the intentional walk a good idea and we were in that situation like mm-hmm. this is as close as real baseball ever gets to the situation when it is definitely correct to intentionally walk someone and Dave Roberts didn't. And, 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 and baseball is amazing because, because like the game got to the place where it should have been had Dave Roberts walked Mandy Rosarena mm-hmm. and then it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. Okay. So to relive that at bat, right? Again, ninth inning, two outs, who's at the plate? Randy freaking a Rosarena, the best baseball player on the planet right now, takes strike one down the middle. Yeah, it was it was the same pitch to to Yoshi I harped on a second ago. And he's it's taking like, them. Oh. He's taking strike one down the middle 
all the time. Right now, all Randy is taking that first pitch. Pitchers are getting there, but, but, but Randy, Randy is clearly thinking, I haven't seen this guy ever before. I want to see this before I swing at it. And, like, on the one hand, I think, like, Randy, you should start ambushing that first pitch. On the other hand, like, it's working for him. It's, it's working for him. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm giving Randy zero notes right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't care how much Twitter is like, oh, his swing's flat. Um, he's hitting 500. <laughs> he can swing as flat as he wants. Uh, okay, so he takes strike one. The next pitcher is a ball. Great. The next pitcher is a slider right into the zone, and he fouls it. That's okay. I mean, it was off speed, whatever. Next swing is a ball, and Randy checks the swing. <laughs> I don't know how that he checked check on that. Swing, that check swing ends the ball game. If it's barely a bit more, but the umps are on our side on that one, uh, which they have most of the postseason. It's been so rare for a check swing to be called as a strike uh, mm. throughout the World Series. Mm. So a turnabout is fair play on that one. Check swing. Next pitch is a ball. Next pitch, he fouls it up the third baseline. Mm-hmm. And now you're thinking, oh, man, because Randy was to first base. He was hustling that out. And... <laughs> I, 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 it was inevitable. It was a walk. The next mm-hmm. pitch was a walk. Yeah. But at that point, I mean, I couldn't believe Jansen was giving him any pitches to hit. Uh, he had a couple that were an opportunity. He had three that were opportunities, none of them connected. And to bring up Brett Phillips, I, what, I mean, what went through your mind when Brett Phillips steps up to the plate? <sighs> Feel free to be honest in this moment. He, um, he won the game. Feel free to be honest. Well, well, the same way I felt back in 2011 when Dan Johnson came up to the plate. Ooh, so, so, I mean, again, the tying runs on second base, and I knew all it was going to take was a single. And as much as Brett Phillips is not on this team for his bat, that's probably the last thing he's on this team for, uh, he can get hits just like any other major league hitter. Kenley Jansen can give up hits just like any other major league pitcher. And uh, when the hit came down, I mean, I was ecstatic, did not expect both runs to come in. But the fact that he went down 1-2, I want to talk about that. And neither of those pitches were strikes. They were close. They were very close. And so I don't, you know, give the umpire too much um, slack for that. Or I I give the umpire a little bit of slack I mean, it painted the black for sure. And the Rays music that plays before the the game during the World Series, actually throughout the playoffs when they're the home team, the Rays have a video that's been playing in stadium and if you've mm-hmm. been uh eagle-eyed on twitter you found it it's the horses are running and it's mm-hmm. the rolling stones playing paint it black yeah yeah and jansen was painting the black he was paying it back and, and I, I give i give brett phillips a ton of credit for not swinging at any of those those first 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 three pitches like you could easily easily be up there thinking like you have to be hyped you have you have to be you have to be you have to be, you have to be ready like he could have been nervous could have been antsy None of those pitches are are a pitch he can he can he can do much with. So, ball strikes, whatever he can't he should not be swinging at those, and he wasn't. Like I give him a ton of credit for having the composure in that moment to take those pitchers' pitches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it actually was four pitches. So the first pitch was the ball mm-hmm. uh, that was in, and then he took uh, what should have been ball two, but it was called strike one inside. Uh, and then called strike two was on the outside, on the outside corner, right? And yeah. Wait, no, 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 yeah. no. That yeah. is three pitches. That's three pitches. Three. And the fourth yeah. pitch was the cutter fourth, he fourth hit. Pitches. That was the middle in cutter. Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, 
I couldn't believe he lifted the bat off his shoulders. I love you, Brett Phillips. <laughs> I didn't think Not he was going to. Not just for your to. laugh anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So well, let's, let's let's relive the moment. Right. Hold on. That's we next. We talked about Brett. <laughs> what? So Kevin Kiermeyer goes sprinting around the base pass because that ball that Brett Phillips hit is a flare that goes just beyond Kike. Mm-hmm. Is is that? I think it was Kike Hernandez based on yep. the alignment. I'm still trying to relive all of the little nuances of this crazy, crazy moment. Hit towards Chris and Taylor. And it, and it rolls towards Chris Taylor, who's in center field. Who did not start the game in center time. field. It did not start the center uh, in center. And neither did the guy who started in center. Uh, because Bellinger, Pollock. who was announced as the guy in center, could not play center. Danny, we talked about in the preview. What happens if Bellinger can't play center field? It wasn't the shoulder injury. But it was a back, a back, some back problems today. Gets in the DH spot. I mean, that is huge. Now, I don't know if he would have finished the game in center field with all the movements they had. But Chris Taylor ends up out there, bobbles the ball, which even if you didn't expect it, Randy to score on it, which it took a couple other things to happen for that to be the case. I mean, it at least moves him to third base, and you've got the winning run on third. But, I mean, this, Chris this Taylor. This play that, is not as wild if Chris Taylor does not glove and then throw the ball forward. Right. Because right, then he's definitely. able to run down, pick it up and fire it down to, uh, I believe mm-hmm. Max Muncy was the cutoff man. Yes. Yeah. Muncy, who then was still the cutoff man, receives the ball, makes a, not a great throw, but not a terrible throw. A uh, doable throw. A to, doable throw to, to Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher who was wearing his mask at the time when he caught that, which is not typically <laughs> the move when there is a ball in play and you, there is going to be a play at the plate. You don't want the mask on. It blocks your vision, uh, your peripheral vision to an extent. That is honestly, looking back at the replay a couple times now, what really shocked me about that play. Again, he might not have caught it. Who knows? But the fact that his mask was on in that moment, one of the biggest moments of his career, that was shocking for me from a guy that's generally seen as, a, as, a, as an okay or pretty good defensive catcher. So that was huge. So with Taylor basically booting the ball, even mm-hmm. though he did it with his glove, picking it up, firing to Muncie. Muncie turns and burns to home. I think you have a great point. Possibly peripheral vision. Will Smith thinks he has the ball <laughs> and then does the spin move. He does the Madden circle. Button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then... and Ian, what does he hit when he does the spin move? <laughs> he, he air. No idea. <laughs> it's air. It's nothing. Where is Randy Rosarena? KK has already crossed the plate. Randy Rosarena is eating dirt at this moment. <laughs> he, tri- I didn't, you could not see that, or at least I didn't see it in the moment. That, that he tripped and did like a barrel roll. Yeah, he somersaulted, rounding third. And when I saw that he was caught, when I did, it took me a second to realize that Smith didn't have the baseball. I mean, I was like, mm, that sucks. I'm trying to be excited right now, but now we're going to extras. Don't know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Randy is rumbling and tumbling and doesn't really slide, kind of lays down and slaps was, home plate. It was for comic, uh, comedic effect, effect. He just kind of like slowly <laughs> sneaks into the frame it was like, and then just starts tapping the plate with It was like hand. in Chicken Little, when Chicken, the movie Chicken Little, when he slides into home and the, all, when all the dust settles, his foot is just sitting there on home plate. That's what it felt like. Uh, probably uh, not the best description. Movie. Yeah, of course. Um, the best baseball movie. Um, but, the ones with Kevin Costner. 
and Chicken Little. That's my top three. And I want to I want to look at this Just very kidding. wide it's, lens. It's the rookie. The rookie is the best baseball movie of, of all course. Time. I, I want to look at this really wide lens for just a second. It, obviously, one of the best Rays games of all time. Maybe even the best Rays game of all time. Once this thing is said and done, and there's a little bit more context. But in terms of baseball moments in World Series moments, everything that transpired throughout this game, leading up to the game, all of the moments that could have been game winners, Brandon Lau, Kevin Kiermaier, we'll talk about that in a little bit. For that moment to play out the way it did in the bottom of the ninth of a World Series game, a game that was really pivotal in, in, in the moving forward this series, I mean, that's got to be one of the best moments in baseball history in terms of just, I mean, it's baseball. Like, that was the epitome of, like, a baseball moment. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, pop quiz. What's 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 the most famous, most important moment of the 2014 World Series? The you're talking about the Royals. Yes. yes. G- game seven, uh, bottom of the ninth in Kaufman. Uh, I don't know who hits it, but it gets bounced around by was it was it Angel Pagan in the outfield? I think so. Yes. Unhealed. Doesn't matter. Um. And then they hold him at third. It could have been yes, an inside they, the park. They don't send Alex Gordon, Gordon. Home, home, home from there. The failure to send is the most famous moment from the 2014 mm-hmm. World Series. I, I just I want to give a shout out to Rodley, Rodney Linares here for sending him. Um, okay. He, he got he got so so like all the analysis I've seen of third base coaches um, has 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 that they they do not send the runner often enough because they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to be right. And they see, they want, they want to be right given a good throw and, and they aren't properly factoring in how the next guy in the order is probably going to fail and, and pushing, pushing the, um, the, the runner forcing the issue at this point is, is the more likely way to actually score that, that mm-hmm. run. Yeah. And with, with a Rosarina, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the tying run. He was. He was the winning run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linares got this absolutely right because even even if Rosarena doesn't does, doesn't fall down with with a perfect with a perfect throw with even a good throw he's probably still still out. Mm-hmm. Um, but with anything go, going wrong, your your the the Rays win probability goes from 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 a. Uh, from fifty percent about to hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's the graph there. Yeah. Um, and if you hold him, hold him at third. Um, you have you have Austin Meadows, good hitter, um, decent decent matchup, but like it's it's not going to be um, that like mm-hmm. it's, it's Austin Meadows is still probably not making that right. walk off hit. So, right. so, 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 so Linares risked it, risked it, and it was it was the right game theory play, and I, I just I think he he should get a lot of credit for that. Well, as we say in the South, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in that moment, yeah, I mean, and I didn't think he was sending it, and that was I don't know if that was well. well if you were watching ahead. the game live, no, you didn't think he was sending him because Randy didn't arrive. Barrel <laughs> right. rolled his way. Uh, uh, halfway to home and did not come again until he saw Will Smith run away. <laughs> in, in that moment, it, it was really all a blur, and you didn't realize what had happened until I. I, I mean, post game, uh, KK was asked what happened, 
and uh, he said that uh, Randy got sniped. <laughs> <laughs> Sniper in the trees, get down. Uh, I thought Randy tripped on his own helmet because as he rounded third is when well, his helmet kicked off and at least kicked does. off his foot. Uh, and I wonder how much that played into him kind of just uh, taking a tumble, if you will. Oh, my gosh. What, <sighs> yeah. What a moment. This game was wild, though. Right. And I, I, we, we got to get to some of the other moments. Let's, let's do Brandon Lau now, who the Rays were down 4-2 to two in the sixth inning. Brandon Lau, a guy who, leading up to the World Series, was struggling at the plate big time, comes out with two home runs in game two of this series that really helped the Rays win. Is up the play. homers, by the way, the Rays win the game. In the World Series. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and with one out in the sixth, Brandon Lau, again, to left center field, lets a ball get deep on the plate and absolutely crushes it uh, for a three-run home run to take the lead. Uh, and often stated that, maybe incorrectly so, but often stated that nothing more exciting than a three-run home run. And uh, in that moment, I mean, the Rays take a 5-4 to four lead, and you're heading into the, the last third of the game. You're heading into the 7th, 8th, and ninth innings with it being the Brandon Lau is a I really decent like the Rays fastball chances. hitter. Uh, up against Baez, I believe, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he Baez starts Brandon Lau off with three change-ups. Yeah. And those three change-ups are by design because you're yeah. trying to not throw Brandon Lau a fastball. But Baez is clearly more comfortable with the with the fastball changeup combo. And also thinking about how Baez even entered the game at this point is amazing because there's two on with one out and yeah. uh, Baez is a righty. And Brandon Lau is not a good matchup in general for him as a as a fastball changeup pitcher, but that's the guy who's warming. So mm-hmm. Roberts doesn't have a choice. This is the guy who he's warmed up and it's clear that he needs to make the pitching change. So... And, and- it, it's very strange. Like, like I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what Dave Roberts is thinking. I, I can, I can guess. I think so. So, so, so Baez, as you said, is then is a fastball changeup pitcher. It's, it's a pretty good changeup. Like you can look oh, at that. And, you, know, you can look at that and think this is a guy who can get lefties out. But the truth of the matter is that over his career, he's gotten lefties out just a little bit better than the normal. Like he hasn't actually oh, wait, 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 done Ian, that. Ian, I'm sorry. I just remember that the Rays won this game. <laughs> um, um, what a night. And, and, and sitting on, on, on the Dodgers bench are, are two much better um, left, left hand, left hand appears. There was, there was, there was Jake, Jake McGee on the bench. Ne- never played. Um, Alex Wood never played. Both of them better against lefties than than, than Baez. Better against righties than Baez too. Um, it's really hard for me to figure out why Baez was in this game at this point. Um, but it's really Lau, it's Lau really not lead. hard to call in uh, Alex Wood at this point. Wood would have been my best guess uh, of who was mm-hmm. coming in next. Uh, it's shocking that Jake McKee didn't even get in this game at all because uh, Roberts went to choleric later in the game when the Rays had made their. Uh, pinch hitting changes and they had three lefties in the lineup and he went to choleric and that almost went weird the eighth inning was silly the walk to Troy to start it out and then uh, i believe that ended with lao actually striking out uh on on a two strike breaking ball but to go back to this lao moment starting him out with three change-ups the first change-up is a ball huge mistake by Baez. you need to locate 
that first pitch changeup to Brandon Lau because yeah. now he's seen it. That's the important thing because when you are a two-pitch pitcher and you're giving Brandon Lau a great look at the pitch you're about to see, big mistake. So ball, next one, Brandon Lau swings at and misses, but it's only strike one. Next changeup, fouls it off of the outside edge. So now he's timed up the changeup and he's making contact. Baez says, I cannot throw another changeup. I have two strikes. It's time to go to my fastball and completely misses. It's a fastball way away. Uh, no chance of touching the zone. Uh, and now Brandon Lau has seen that. Mm-hmm. So Baez tries to lock it in and feeds a fastball middle in. Mm-hmm. What a massive mistake by Baez. It is long gone. 103 miles an hour off the bat, 399 feet. So just Brandon Lau on the mountaintop with that home run. The only fastball Brandon Lau saw in the zone in, 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 in his appearance here. He had, he had one good pitch to hit, and, and, and he hit it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, all right. A in couple contrast of, to some other race hitters we discussed. Yeah, a couple of other things. Uh, this is uh, something that's kind of a, a buzzkill, but it really doesn't matter, so it's not a buzzkill at all. Uh, so Brett Phillips did get credited with the game-tying hit, but was officially not uh, credited with the walk-off hit after the winning run came across with an error. doesn't matter. But uh, I didn't know that was something people scored. Yeah, apparently. Another moment, and we can talk about some other moments, but another one that probably went under the radar. Um, in the eighth inning, game is tied. Chris Taylor leads off the eighth with a double. Dave Roberts decides to bunt with Kike Hernandez at the plate, pops out to third base. That run ends up scoring. The go-ahead run ends up scoring anyways. Chris Taylor scores um, after Seager and Turner both both pick up hits. But even though that run ends up scoring, the Dodgers gave the Rays an out and potentially stopped themselves from scoring more runs in that inning when they definitely would have needed it. It was a one-run game after everything was said and done. Who knows? The Dodgers recorded three hits in that inning. If they didn't just give the Rays an out for free there, they might score two or three. Who knows how it plays out and and take that lead into the ninth, which have obviously been a lot more daunting. So do want to kind of call out Dave Roberts there for for the sack bunt in that situation. Didn't work in that moment, and and the run ended up scoring, but I do think it hurt the team and and, and their chances of scoring the most, most runs possible. Wait, who's pitching there? Anderson. Yeah, Nick Anderson. So that was Anderson's outing. Yeah. Okay, so just just resetting my brain, recalibrating a little bit there. Anderson, I mean, Anderson did his job tonight. I know yeah. that it was a weird night for him. Uh, actually, a, from, a, from a narrative perspective, this is the sixth consecutive postseason outing in which Anderson allowed runs to score, or at least one yeah. run to score. That's tough. And I don't know if it's the bullpen's a little tired and Anderson, your best weapon, is is a little tired. This is also um, their biggest I, test going against this Dodgers. I, I, don't, I, I mean, maybe just the Dodgers are good. Yeah. Maybe this is just the way the cookie crumbles because if you think about the, um, the pitch where Anderson allowed runs, it was a fastball up and in on the hands. 
that was hit under off of like the the handle of the bat and it just happened to to drop so i actually don't hate the the outing from nick anderson here i um, I, I kind of do though um like you do yeah um so like so so you talk about allowed runs in 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 six six previous outings for for this whole season previous and 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 into the past he was basically untouchable and like i like I, I'm trying to work on like what is what is the probability of a person going on that first run of being untouchable, and then going on this run of six consecutive ones where he gets mm. he gets touched, mm. and um and that being the same person. Like I'm I'm now in very clear. Nick Anderson is not the Nick Anderson we know and love territory. I am I am actually worried every time he comes up and and part of it is, is he's just it's like the pitch Seeger muscled out on his hands that was fine that was a great pitch that was beating Seeger. he beat Seeger, and Seeger got lucky anyway you, do you want to talk about intentional walk opportunities uh the rays benefited when randy wasn't intentionally walked i think uh but i would have intentionally walked Seeger for sure in that moment yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have argued with you too much for walking him. Um, um, I so I, I, I so wouldn't have. But but still, I come back to it. Like he beat Seager with the pitch. But what what Nick Anderson hasn't done is he hasn't put people away efficiently. Like good good Nick Anderson is putting people away on on three pitches. They can't touch his fastball. They're amped up for it. They, they swing and miss at his curve. He's not mm. getting those, those misses on his curve. He's not getting those good curves. He's um, he, he's not putting people away quickly, and when you don't put people away quickly, you end you end up you end up get, you end up getting getting caught even when you make a good fastball pitch. But also the Dodgers. I mean, we are one cutter in to the zone that that Brett Phillips is able to handle. Which, by the way, the Rays won this game. Crazy. <laughs> We are we are that pitch away from the narrative of this podcast, this reaction podcast, being wow, the Dodgers with two outs in the inning and two strikes just have an ability to hit the ball that was very close to being the narrative i i might be wrong i think it's maybe six of the seven runs were scored not only on two outs but also two strikes yeah so it's not just anderson ian who who was struggling to put the man away in this case seager one of the best hitters in all of baseball but everyone up and down the lineup struggled uh, but you know what? So much of me wants to just dial that back. The, the Dodgers have had the baseball gods on their side. And when I think back to the outings from Fairbanks and Castillo, uh, I'm, I mean, Fairbanks' night was a little awkward because that also included the Willie Adamas hug. <laughs> Max Muncy, uh yeah, sliding into second weird. and then uh, falling onto Adamas and then him hugging Muncy and bringing It was a bit of a tug and pull. on both. I mean, Muncy definitely fell on him, but we don't have to talk about that a whole lot. It was an out. Who cares? But that one. And then also Castillo, who uh, has two strikes on Kike Hernandez. And of course, the slider comes into the zone and Brasso dives to catch it and there's no magic there brasso doesn't doesn't get the ball um loop uh i believe also uh wait no loop loop had a fine outing loop was good but fairbanks and castillo had had weirdness where um where they just couldn't 
the defense couldn't answer. I I don't know. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I mean, I think this this is the this is the first time I think all season where where Castillo. Anderson. Um, oh, Fairbanks, oh, Fairbanks and, was the throw home. Yeah, Fairbanks was the one where uh, Renfro got the opportunity to show off his seventy-five grade arm to throw home, and he bounced it not once. <laughs> he bounced it like six or seven times, maybe even eight on the way home. Come on, man! It's, uh, all all three of the Rays' best best relievers pitched. All of them gave up runs. If you told me that that Castillo, Fairbanks, and Anderson all all gave up runs and, and the Rays and the Rays won that game. Like I, I don't know if if I if I would believe you. And Yarbrough didn't yeah. finish the fourth. Yeah, that wasn't a huge shock to me. The the I mean I I, I had him going I I was kinda of shocked he was out there for the fourth, but it shows like Fairbanks, Castillo and Anderson, they all haven't been at like their very, very best, uh, which we've seen in this postseason in the regular season. But that really just shows, like, this is the World Series now. You're playing the best team in baseball, the best lineup in baseball. Obviously, you want your shutdown guys to be shut down or to, to, to shut the other team down. Um, but this is the biggest test they've had, and none of them have imploded, which is good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, the, so many moments in this game. You go back to the Adonis Muncie play. Um, Kevin Kiermeyer hits a game-tying home run. In the in the seventh inning, uh, another just massive like when he pulls the ball, it's beautiful coming off the bat. Like it is beautiful. He doesn't do it a whole lot, but when he does, it's it's really fun to watch. Um, two guys, and we can talk about the rest of the series, but two guys I want to talk about. I mentioned Kevin Kiermeyer, and again, seeing the longest tenured Ray come up in moments like that is just super fun to see. The second guy I want to talk about. Wait, 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 wait. let's talk about it because that was um that was the moment of the night where my sister is is with me right now <laughs> and uh she's not an avid baseball watcher uh but she was watching the game with me because you know it's the world series i i appreciate the company <laughs> and that was one where she actually had me rewind it three <laughs> times she wanted me to take the remote and rewind hit the 15 seconds back button because of the sound it sounded different than any other contact made tonight. When KK hit the ball, I mean, ignore any of the narrative from the bad baseball movie, Trouble with the Curve, about the way a baseball is supposed to sound. That was perfection. Yeah. The way he barreled that oh. ball up. I mean, it was 109 miles an hour. Yeah. 426 feet. KK <laughs> lined it was that 426? one up perfectly. Oh my and God. it was beautiful to my ears. Yeah. My goodness. What a fantastic home run. In that moment, too. Um, next guy I want to talk about is, is Willie Adamas and what he means to this team. And, and Ian, I think you've mentioned it before. Um, the, the way this, the, the Fox crew like kind of shows the game and, and how they add dramatics to the game, the, the camera crew and, and, and Joe Buck and, and Smoltz as well. But they kept cutting to Adamus on the front step of the dugout throughout the entire game and throughout the late innings, what he meant. And then if you look back from one of the camera angles when Rosarena slaps on home plate, Willie Adamus is already there jumping on him and uh, get, you know celebrating. And so, I mean, just seeing what he means to this team, and he's only been with the team for a few years now, it's just uh, so awesome. How can you not be romantic about baseball, as, as the saying goes? But Willie Adamas, I just I just got to shout him out. Yeah, he was he was running past past the Dodgers player before Randy or Rosarena had 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 touched home. Like like I was <laughs> yeah. I was I was like almost worried about like 
Could there be on-field interference yeah. there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Can I also just say, Adamas played shallow so much of this game in the yeah. later innings. Uh, the the Fox broadcast called that at one point because there was the flare into the outfield where the question became, you know, if Willie is playing a, a little shorter, does he get to that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, in the eighth, it happened in the eighth, and I think also maybe the ninth, where uh, Gratterall gives up the flare and Adamas is playing on the infield grass, and he has no chance of getting to that ball. Whereas a standard infield alignment, maybe he has the chance. Uh, I remember that one very specifically, just thinking like, man, oh, 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 it was when Chris Taylor was on second base as well. And there was a little song and dance of whether or not they would try to pick him off, which come on, how often mm-hmm. are you going to pick off a man a second? But that uh, Adamus kept on running to the bag. And because he was staying close to the bag, he had no chance on making a defensive play earlier in the game. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I mean it is, so, so the story, Smoltz, Smoltz is interpreting that as, as Adamus blocking taylor's view to keep him from seeing and relaying catcher's signs yeah right um which which i don't know that that's the thing i like i've never noticed before a shortstop standing in front of in front of a man on second and then leaving like just to block his view i i maybe it's a thing that happens all the time i haven't noticed that it was that, that was interesting to me it's something I've seen maybe in like like high school and maybe even some college ball in the big leagues though I'd never seen that and I don't know if it like I don't think that's something Adonis does regularly I could be wrong. But, it, I mean, I mean just in a how much world where like three organizations have been hit with uh, stealing science scandals, yeah. right? Like I guess I don't hate it. Right. Like even if it doesn't give the Rays like an advantage, and even if the Dodgers aren't even trying to steal signs, like that that moment, the fact that he was so locked into the game. Uh, it's it's just so great to see, and like you wouldn't see those moments with without Fox and the job that they like they've been doing. So I do want to just yeah. Kind of I mean, give credit to out. Fox, credit to Fox who regularly does close ups of all of the. Fa- I mean, that's what makes the World Series stand apart. Right, is Fox has all of the cameras set up, yeah, and the mics. you get all of the close ups of every player who they're discussing, the microphones. I know exactly what the home plate umpire is saying. I know exactly when the umpire calls strike, but then defers to the third plate umpire <laughs> to see if it was the check swing was called as a ball. And yeah. it was, uh, I mean, it, incredible stuff from Fox. who has just nailed this, the broadcasting I feel like in the world series. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. Let's the talk Rays won this game. The Rays, right. won. the Rays won. We're going into game five. It's a best of three from here on out. Wait, wait, wait before we move on. Hunter Renfro punished. Oh my gosh. Punished. Oh my. The hardest hit ball of the World Series so far is Hunter Renfro's 101 mile per hour, 444 foot home run on a 3 2 fastball. Yeah, that's the reason he's on this team. So I'm glad he did because that's about all he's done. Um, but uh, it's yeah. that and the grand slam in the first round, right? right. Which you can I mean, stay. That seems like it was three seasons ago. I don't even remember that. And that's like we've been doing so many of these instant reaction podcasts. But oh, okay, Hunter Renfro, Kevin Kiermaier, Brandon Lyle. I think we got all the big moments. We don't have to talk I mean, about Randy, the Dodgers big moments. Did, did we? Did we sufficiently talk about Randy's home run? There's no such thing as a sufficiently t- talking about Randy and all the like. There's how do you do that? I mean, to recap, there was a five way tie. Five way with Corey Seager, yeah. who's playing in this World Series, uh, and also has now which might have three more games. I, it might have three more games, and so there is a little bit of a jockeying back and forth with Corey Seager, who is incredible. Uh, but Randy uh, Rosarena now stands alone, the only man 
with mm. nine home runs in the postseason, surpassing Barry Bonds, surpassing Nelson Cruz, surpassing that five-way tie with eight home runs. Also important to know, because I've been saying that, like, okay, this is the longest postseason ever. There was an extra round added in. But tonight was his was his 18th game, I believe, which is the which was the max you could normally have. Or actually, you can go 19 games, I think. Yeah, without the previous round, yeah. Right. Um, max, five, seven, and seven. So it's not like... He's been stat padding with those extra games. Like he has played. It's been a long postseason for sure, but there have been other players that have played this many games in the postseason. And, and the fact that he's got the most home runs is just incredible. He's got a chance to hit a few more. Just really quick, I think it'd be good to mentally uh, walk through the Rays pitching. Mm, I don't want to, but okay. Uh, well, so uh, so me and Ian can have a moment here. <laughs> yeah, uh, please do. So I, I just want I just want to check in with Ian's thoughts because I'm so glad that you're on this podcast to to kind of journey through here. So starting out with Yarbrough. Did you do you have any thoughts or takeaways on Yarbrough's night? He has that first inning home run to Turner, who is now the only player in postseason history to hit back to back first inning home runs. Whatever, uh, there was great work defensively to uh, get the pop fly uh, from that bunt hit into the shift in the second inning uh, by Yarbrough, who goes charging out there into the no man's land uh, of the shift to to nab that bunt. Uh, Seeger. Joins Adamas in, in the 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 home run, uh, two outs in the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I thought that was that was a, a great piece of hitting by Seager. That was one of those like Seager is is very good moments because because what happened there is 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 against lefties, Yarbrough is mostly forcing fastball and that big slow sweeping slider. Um, and and the that that bat before Seeger and, and then during it he lost he lost command of that sweeping slider he he threw one a foot a foot behind Seeger at 69 miles per hour um, and then he came back with it on the next pitch and it um and it caught just a little bit more of the plate than he wanted. I think he, he was trying to trying 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 to front door it right right on 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 the inner edge uh, for a strike, but but just just on the edge, and he caught more of the plate. And Seeger hit hit it for a home run. But that's um that was a mistake in Yarbrough's part. But it's it's a mistake that he gets away with. 98 out of 100 times yeah the vast majority um, when you're not playing one of the five best hitters in baseball yeah yeah it, <laughs> it, it, it's starting way behind them it's a ridiculous pitch yes you had just thrown thrown before it, it was behind seager didn't didn't get a look at it the pitch before that um it was so so that that's just a a, a, a tip your cap that guy's good yeah for sure i totally agree i mean after yarbrough's night in the fourth inning thompson finishes it up uh, my only notes from that uh, Thompson appearance is I feel like a Rays fan who's so used to seeing this pitching staff is annoyed by the clock. <laughs> the 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 clock can't hurt you. Yes, it can. <laughs> Talking to your therapist, right? All the different arm angles coming in. Uh, Thompson's arm angle co- uh, coming in after Yarbrough. I'm sorry. That's astounding. If you're a hitter and you go from uh, Yarbrough to Thompson, that's yeah. just Kevin Cash being the stable genius, right? I, I love that. Uh, the fifth inning gets turned over to Fairbanks. Uh, Ian, do you have any thoughts on Fairbanks's night? It looked looked good. Fastball fastball was unhittable. Also, I I can't remember it anymore. Um. I mean, so Turner pops out, um, but the pitch 
uh, kind of skips away from uh, from Zanino. And so there's this weird moment where uh, Seeger, who had gotten on base, advances. And then when Muncy hits his single to right, uh, that's when Renfro does a throw home. But that all needs to be captured in the fact that there's exactly one baseball that got away from Zanino in like the past three, uh, maybe the entire postseason. Mm -hmm. And that one baseball came back to her. One of the runs scored by the Dodgers is because Zanino had a ball skip away from him. And he didn't track it because it skipped into the field of play toward the mound and uh that's that's why one of the runs scored tonight uh so awkward and then 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 the renfro throw home that uh should have been so much better i mean uh, two two renfros uh credit since we're doing a one-hour podcast uh two renfros credit that was a very difficult throw to make while you're running and i do wonder if you plant your feet before you firing home uh when you have an arm like renfro i don't know why you wouldn't why not put as much as you can behind that throw? But he threw it on the run, and it was a dribbler, uh, and so the run scored. Castillo comes in next for the sixth inning. Uh, Ian, any notes uh, on him? Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised Castillo Castillo came came in here because I I, so I I sort of think of him as like of of the Rays big three. He's the one whose job is to face righties and they try and shield him against lefties, and they put him right right here in this situation where. He was going to have to face Cody Bellinger, the mm-hmm. best the best lefty on this team, and he struck him out. Um, walked the two righties on either side of him. Um, well, that's out. the baffling thing, right? The six pitch walk to Smith, a four pitch walk to Pollock, and at this point, I am slamming Tums, right? Yeah, like, like I mean, I mean, before before the Pollock at bat, I was like, we were talking about it. It was we we're thinking why why isn't Jock Peterson in? Like, this is, Pollock isn't supposed supposed to be facing him here. And, and, and four-pitch walk, it, it's a crazy game. Um, but so he, he does the oh, most and, difficult... And, and after the four-pitch walk to Pollock, Castillo had no control when, it, when Taylor steps up to the plate. And thank God he batted the ball straight to Margot. Exactly. Because uh, Castillo just did not have it tonight in the sixth inning. Uh, he got two strikes on Kike Hernandez, uh, but that was when the slider in the zone comes in, and then Brasso dives, and he doesn't get to yeah, it. I, I don't think I don't think we've seen an appearance where, for a while now, um, where Castillo has had both of his pitches working at the exact same time. Like they've gone in of one being good or or, or, or the other, good, but they haven't that they haven't paired working at the same time. Um, the only pitcher, I feel really bad saying this, but I'm going to be honest. The only pitcher I feel like who has been on, on 100%, in the same way that Charlie Morton was on 100% in the final game of the ALCS, and he had five pitches working for him, the only pitcher that's been on is Blake Snell. I feel like every other pitcher who comes Ryan up, Thompson. there's... Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Ryan Thompson has has answered the call. I told you, he's my guy. Got to stop. Uh, he's my guy too. After he signed my wife's uh, yeah. uh, cardboard cutout. Uh, well, okay. So Castillo didn't have it. Anderson didn't have it either. But in between them was Loop and Loop, decent outing. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, uh, he, he. I mean, I, so I, Seager I, had the weak hit through the shift, which at that point you hit through the shift, whatever. And and, and just Justin Turner doubles because Justin Turner has been doubling all the time. Yeah, and the cutter just wasn't working. 
Yeah, and 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 like that's that's the matchup, like that's the matchup with Luke pitching here. That 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 you're worried about. You don't like him facing Turner, um, but then 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 he comes back with with Ben on, on second and third, no outs, absolutely needs a strikeout, and he strikes out Max Muncy on three pitchers, three pitches, three fastballs. Yeah, th- all fastballs, all sinkers. I mean, I think Luke got the same message we did sitting on the couch, right? The cutter doesn't work tonight, buddy. Just throw your fastball. Yeah, uh, and, and then and then and then the ball gets turned over to Anderson, and then the pale horse. So we've talked about Anderson a little bit. He did his job. Things did not exactly go his way. I mean, sometimes Seeger gets a fastball in on the hands, and he just flares it anyway. Uh, but what did you think of Curtis's night? I, I thought I thought I thought he was great. He was efficient. He um... He worked. He worked. He worked his fastball up up in the zone. He hit. He hit. He he hit the edges at the top. Um, he's he's not. He's not a dominating pitcher like the other horses are. But that that was that was as good of a Curtis out, outing as as you expect from a Curtis outing. And the Rays win. The Rays win. Do you guys know that the Rays won tonight? Did you guys realize? That, guys <laughs> that just makes me laugh. Also. This- this was such a compelling baseball game. Thinking about all the moments the Dodgers scored. I mean, we just walked through the Rays' best, right? And we've talked about how the Rays are just going to have to put their best foot forward from here on out. And right. may the best team win. And for the Dodgers, that's primarily offense. And for the Rays, that's primarily pitching. And the Rays gave up the runs anyway, and they still win. What the it's, heck? It's strange how we doubted the fact that the Rays were ever going to lose this game. When uh, the wait, virtual wait, wait. first pitch, I said pitch, two four six. I said right. two four six were the Rays. But at any point throughout this game, if you doubted that the Rays were going to to win the game, and you thought that it was inevitable that they would lose, I mean, the virtual first pitch was thrown out by Dan Johnson. That game, I mean, you knew how this was going to end eventually. That, that's why it ended this way. Some way, somehow, some way, the Rays were going to win this game, and and of course they were going to win it in the fashion that they did, down to the last strike, down to the last out. Kenley Jansen on the mound. Brett Phillips, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, ugh, okay, best of best of I think three he passed series. out multiple times after the game ended. And we all did. <laughs> we all did. Um, okay, so, so put 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 your dot your Dodgers fans hats hats on for a second now. Um, so so coming into this series, we heard all all about how how Dave Roberts doesn't doesn't trust Jansen. Jansen <laughs> isn't right. Isn't himself. I I, I was sort of poo pooing that. Like, of course, of course. Kenley Jansen's the closer. Of course, he's one of the better relievers in all of baseball. Like, yeah. I wasn't worried about. It. Now that you've seen this as, as a Dodgers fan, how confident are you when Jansen comes in? Ooh, I mean, not confident at all. But I think kind of the the, the narrative here is that Dave Roberts isn't going to be as confident in him anymore. And I still think Kenley Jansen is a good pitcher. He wasn't great tonight, but this might discourage Dave Roberts from using him in big moments and put in a hypothetically worse pitcher than uh, Kenley Jansen in big moments for the last three games of this series. So, I mean, I don't know if you're... The last three ga- Brett, the last three games of this series, this is a 2-2 series. This is now a best of three. Right. It could be over in six. We could be celebrating World Series on Tuesday. That Well, so the best of three is the Rays have Tyler Glass now going against Clayton Kershaw, mm-hmm. which, I mean, one hell of a matchup. Last last time we know how it went. Clayton Kershaw was his Hall of Fame self, and uh, he got to uh, slough off the the narrative that's been you know plaguing him a little bit. Yeah. Tyler Glasnow gets another chance at these Dodgers, and and we'll see what's a, what comes of that. 
Game six is a bullpen day for the Dodgers. After where the race where the Rays have Blake Snow going. Bullpen resets. Yeah. Bullpen resets for both teams um, after the off day, pretty much. Um, any pitchers not available tomorrow, do you guys think? Anderson, probably? Possibly I mean, Anderson, depending I mean, on, uh, on, on... In the training, World yeah. Series, I don't... I use not available very loosely, but a guy that you don't want to go to... Ryan is... Yarbrough's not available tomorrow. Okay, there you go. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ryan Anderson is... Nick, Nick Anderson isn't available if he's injured. Okay. Yeah, Nick okay, Anderson, I mean... Nick Anderson isn't available until he's needed. Oh, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, think, I think everyone's avail- available tomorrow. And then and then, if if you get into a weird position for the, for the next day, you figure it out then. We've well, said it before. The credit to the Rays coaching staff who have established the rapport and the relationship with all the pitchers to understand who is ready to pitch tomorrow and who is not. And they will go through their warm-ups tomorrow and they will figure out who is ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm grateful that this game didn't go into extra innings, though. Because you have to think about who would have pitched. And maybe that's my final thought for the night. Because part of me started saying, like, I know Tyler Glasnow is supposed to pitch in the morning. Well, Blake Snell was warming up. Series. Blake, Blake Snell was warming up? He was up he in the bullpen. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're just like, F it. we got to so, use everybody. And, 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 and Danny, I know you've used the cliche multiple times during the World Series. Tonight was a must-win game. It was the fact that you had the chance to win it makes it more of a must-win game. You don't because want to go Clayton Kershaw's Clayton Kershaw in Game Five. You have to win six Lights. and seven. Right. Mm. Okay. Well, Rays won the night. Got to keep saying it. I, lo- <laughs> it's I so like funny. this because we t- we call this the Instant Reaction Podcast. We took like twenty minutes before we started recording to just kind of like one calm our like emotions, but also just and kind of two drink again. <laughs> yeah, and a drink. Um, but now, like, I, we had the adrenaline of the game. Then we've been doing the podcast for the last almost, like, hour now. And now I get to go back and uh, scroll through Twitter and look at all the videos and watch the replay another 20 times. I mean, guys, so as a final thought here, objectively, if you're not a fan of the Rays or the Dodgers and you're just a fan of baseball and you watch this game, my parting thought tonight is that was objectively one of the most fun baseball games I yeah. think I've ever watched. Everything. And if I were not a Rays fan and I was not stressed out and walking and pacing behind the couch, right. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting on the couch, uh, I could not sit still during this game. Uh, I was all over the place, but man, what a great baseball game. This was, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. if I, if I were not a Rays fan, I would have enjoyed the first, the first eight and two thirds innings mm-hmm. much more. And, and <laughs> the final at bat of that game, much less. Yeah. When I opened my phone uh, after the game ended, the first three texts I had were White Sox, Red Sox, and Cubs fans. And all three of them, uh, the texts are, what a game, wow. Uh, the next one is, heck yes. <laughs> and then the next one <laughs> was, uh, uh, let me, I have to scroll back. I have so many text messages from my from my cousin David here. Uh, I say, Kevin loosely, we're eighth cousins. Hey, that was fun. That was his first reaction. <laughs> I mean, it was an objectively great baseball game. And now, like, that's one of those games that I'll go back and watch and enjoy it a lot more knowing how it ends. Uh, because sitting through, especially those last few innings, uh, I, I think I said it. I don't know if I, we, we had started recording when I said it. Like, I 
I, I was having fun, but I didn't enjoy it, or I enjoyed it but wasn't having fun. Um, it, it, it's it's both, unfortunately. Right. Or fortunately, because yeah, the race freaking won this baseball game. It is a 2-2 series. It is now a best of three. You have to yeah. beat at least one of Clayton Kershaw or Walker Buehler. Um, this is what the World Series is all about. <laughs> God. Oh, well, thank you guys for, for, for hopping on. We did like an hour, I think, which is like our second. Maybe It might have even topped the Game 7 Instant Reaction podcast from ALCS. Um, but one more shout-out i got to give out is uh, to the Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are owned by the Rays. Won the Eastern Conference Final tonight. Going to the USL Final. They are hosting that. That's going to be in St. Pete next Sunday uh, after the World Series is over. So shout-out to the Rowdies and Matt Cox, who's been a guest on the podcast before. Um, and uh, everyone over there rooting for the Rowdies. I was too. Steven um, Stamkos on Twitter. What a great interview with Phillips after the game. Moments like this are what makes sports amazing. Oh, I just love Can't it. I like, believe that final play. What a win for Rays baseball. Tampa Bay sports. Like everything is just going well. And uh, it's fun to watch. Everything's coming up Tampa Bay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you want each of these episodes downloaded directly to your device, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. And as always, make sure to head on over to DRaceBay.com to check out all of the great coverage from this 2020 postseason run. I have not read the recap from tonight's game or the game diary. I can't wait to read both of those. So make sure to head on over there. Again, thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you after game five. To quote Brett Phillips, just keep dreaming big, kids. Thank you.